and welcome to the sanctuary a safe space to speak from the heart i'm your host israel my guest today is someone that we've been trying this for three years now <laughs> uh my guest is a content creator pretty much literally saves life every day uh in a day job uh chelsea rose thanks for coming to the sanctuary today thanks for having me I'm excited yeah. that we can finally put this together. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, so we talked and then we could, and, and then I just talked when you were just about to move out of the city to, mm -hmm. to go and like become certified in what was it like what what was the i guess the course you went off to do called oh, so so actually um i had just finished the course and i'd gotten hired as a paramedic oh, but yeah, when yeah. you get hired um sometimes you end up being posted to different areas um so i ended up my first year of work i worked in the south shore of nova scotia um, but it was a little too far away for me to drive every day so i moved to liverpool oh man um so i guess let me rewind then like is that something you always wanted to do become a part of like who like no who so actually um when i was in high school i had like a million different ideas of what i wanted to do and it always changed i thought maybe i'll be a lawyer maybe i'll be an english <laughs> teacher um and then i i actually really wanted to go to art school but my parents were like, um, art's not a career. <laughs> and then everyone um, in my high school was going to university. A, a lot of people in my high school ended up going to university. And so my parents owned a business and I thought, I'll just go get a business degree and maybe I can do something with that. Um, and then I had played around, like it kind of came into my head when I was in high school, like firefighter or nurse but for nursing I didn't have all the science credits that you would need to go into a nursing degree um mm. so I just kind of powered through the business program and then halfway through when I did an internship I was like wow I actually hate this I would never <laughs> want to do this for the rest of my life I'm just like sitting in an what office what do you hate about it I was like sitting in an office, like typing emails all day. And like every once in a while I got to go because my, my major was in marketing and every once in a while I got to go do some, you know, events or whatever. But I was like, nothing I'm doing is helping anybody. Like, like what I'm doing here is not benefiting anybody except for the company I'm working for. You know, I, I was working for a, uh, kind, it's kind of like a property company that has a lot of, um, uh, apartment buildings around Halifax and stuff. So I'm like, I'm just like trying to market basically like, Hey, come live in our apartment buildings. And I was like, this isn't really doing anything for anyone. I don't feel good about it. Mm -hmm. And then a girl I went to high school with uh, a year younger than me, she was posting on Facebook about going to, um, paramedic school. And I was like, I'm, I just randomly, as soon as I saw it, I like shot her a message and I said, Hey, like, how's paramedic school? Like, what is that like? And she was like, mm -hmm. oh my God, like the program's amazing. I'm loving every minute of it. It's so awesome. And I was like, wow, like, you know, when I was younger, I always thought about, you know, firefighting or something or doing, doing something along that line. And, and it seems really cool, but I was like, no, 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 no. You got, you got two years <laughs> left, like go back, finish your degree. And then if you yeah. don't like it, we'll, we'll switch it up afterwards. And so I went back mm. to school in the fall semester and every class I was sitting through, I was like, man, I hate this. What am I doing here? I'm just wasting mm -hmm. my time. I'm just wasting money. Like, this is not something I want to do. Um, and I also found out, like, with um, university, university is just such a money grab. <laughs> like, In what way? 
Um, to, to me, I mean, unless like certain programs, it's not certain programs, it's definitely, definitely necessary. But like I found out afterwards, because I grew up in a really small town, um, that there's so many other options out there. Like in Nova Scotia, we have NSCC, which is the community college. And people always kind of stigmatize or look down on community college. It's like not as good as university. That's so not true. Every friend, I've even have family members who've gone to NSCC and it's way more hands-on. The class sizes are smaller. Everything is applied versus university. You're just sitting in a lecture of 200 other people and you're literally gonna forget this class as soon as the semester's done like the only (laughs) classes I remember from university are my electives the classes that I picked for fun and I was Mm. like wow this is so interesting I love taking philosophy or um I took astronomy I took um what was another one I took I took uh a bible like uh one that looks at the bible academically a religious studies course and I found all of those like I I know more about those courses than literally 75 percent of my degree which was done in business (laughs) (laughs) so that semester I went back and I I was having like panic attacks being like this is like what am I doing here and on a whim one late night in my dorm room, I applied for paramedic school, forgot that I'd even done that. Um, mm-hmm. And then a few weeks later, in the middle of December exams, I got an email saying, your application's been accepted. We need you to come in and do the interview and aptitude test. And I was like, all right, let's 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 roll with it. <laughs> like, why not? And so I, I did. I just kind of went by the seat of my pants and got got in. And then uh, I ended up going uh, the following September, I took the summer off to just kind of, because the, the program is very extensive, you don't really get any free time. Um, so I took the summer off. And then in September, I went to paramedic school. Um, it's a 10 month program um, at the school here in Nova Scotia that does it. And then, um, and then when I finished up, uh, it's the hiring process is a little bit um, long. You have to uh, first go get a license. You have to write a licensing exam. Then you have to get hired. So I ended up going back for my business degree part time, and I graduated last year with my business degree. So now I have a diploma in paramedicine and a um, business degree from St. Mary's. Oh, nice. Okay. Mm-hmm. I mean, um, well, so I, I gotta ask. What was the process of actually getting in into paramedic school? And so the one what here, were you like doing there, I don't, I don't know if it's changed since I went, and uh, I also don't know what other pro- provinces and other schools' um, application process is like. But when I did it, um, I, I think you had to submit a bunch of documents online, um, your resume, a criminal record check, all that kind of stuff, uh, a cover letter. Oh, are you still there? Yeah, I'm right here. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> um, a cover letter. Um, and then uh, you have to, um, once they accept your, like, kind of package, your paper application, then they mm. will get you to come in and do an interview, an aptitude test. And the aptitude yeah. test is just, like, a very generalized aptitude test, which has math, English, science, spatial abilities, that sort of thing on it. Um, wait, wait, and, wait. What's special ability? Um, so that's when they, like, kind of give you, like, uh, you know, when you were a kid and you used to make those cutouts and then you'd glue them together um, and it would turn out to make, like, a box, like, like on a flat piece of paper, you would 
like cut out these squares and then you'd kind of fold it and put it together and make a box. Well, it would mm. be kind of like that where it would have these geometrical shapes and it would just ask you like, okay, if we were to fold this up, like what shape would it make? It, it's just like spatial awareness of like how things uh, fit together. I think um, I would do really bad in that one. <laughs> that one's actually probably the one I do the best on. But I think I think like the military does a similar aptitude test with, with just kind of overall. They just want to see like what your baseline of knowledge is because going into paramedic school some people are coming straight out of you um straight out of high school and some people are like adults who haven't been learning in a really long time so they want to mm -hmm. see what your like level is at like what you know what you don't know um mm -hmm. so then so yeah i did the interview i did the aptitude test and then you have to pass a fitness test you have to be up to date on all of your shots um, what does the fitness test involve so the fitness test from uh, what i know has changed since i did it but when i did it um it's timed it has to be completed in nine minutes um you started out uh it, it basically simulates equipment that you would carry and you do it at a, a physio i think uh, it was like a physio clinic i had to go do it at and um you start off the first round is you pick up two 25 pound dumbbells you have to walk out to a pylon walk back put them down uh, pick them back up walk to um this dummy, which has a metronome going, the, um, and then you have to perform CPR for two minutes on the uh, dummy, then pick the 25-pound dumbbells up, go back to the pylon, back to the beginning, set them down. Then you pick 50s up. You have to go out to the pylon, come back, uh, go over some stairs. You have to pull a bar with 80 pounds of weight for, you have to hold it for 30 seconds, and then you have to push the bar um, again, hold it for 30 seconds, um, go back. Then the next time you have to take a wheelchair with a 200 pound dummy, um, <laughs> take it out, bring it back. And then on the way back, you have to use a partner and lift it over some stairs. Um, like this simulates taking a person out of their home via the, uh, it's called a stair chair. It's what we use to extricate people from their homes. Um, mm -hmm. if they're not like on level ground and mm -hmm. then, uh, the final one, you pick up a hundred pound bar and walk uh, out to the pylon back and then walk backwards to the pylon and back and you have to do this in nine minutes um, or else <laughs> you fail it. Yeah, Wait, exactly. You, I mean, so you don't get any chance to break or anything now. No, nine minutes straight. You, you do the whole test like con consecutively, yeah. Like just listening to you read that, my heart is pounding. <laughs> oh my God. It, it took me a couple tries because like I'm a generally fit person, but I'm not the, the like go to the gym, work out all the time. Like back then, actually, I was more so than I am now because I kind of get a bit of a workout from work and obviously gyms are closed right now. But mm. um, but back then I was a bit more fit, but uh um, I'd say my, maybe my like stamina and endurance wasn't as good. So I think, I think I did it once and I was over the nine minutes and then I did it once again. And if you falter or you drop any of the weights, you're technically, um, like disqualified. And so one what? time, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> if you, if you don't set, like you can set the weights down if you need like a quick breather, but if you yeah. lose control and drop them, then yeah, you're out. So one time, like I said, you have to have a partner to help you lift that um, dummy on the wheel. 
wheelchair and the other girl was smaller than me and I'm five foot three and like 140 pounds she was like five one and maybe like a hundred pounds soaking wet so she was my partner and she ended up losing her grip and like the wheelchair set down a little bit like harshly or something and so like I got disqualified for that which that one like annoys me still to this day yeah like how is it your (laughs) fault though especially because the test is $70 every time you go to do it so I had to do it a couple times um but uh yeah so eventually I got it done like uh do you get to know what you're supposed to do before you uh you know before you go to do the yeah yeah physical test it does tell you what to do. So after I went, like, because uh, I think, like, the first time I was kind of a little naive. I was like, yeah, I can do this. I'm fit, whatever. And then I went to do it, and I was like, okay, never mind. Like, yeah, we need to yeah, we need to go yeah, back to the lot. gym and practice. So I, right, I went back right, to the right. gym and would practice with those weights that, the, that they were using. What would you say is the distance from, like, the beginning place to the pylon and, you know, all that stuff? Um, I can't remember what exactly the distance was. The... Um, I'd say maybe it was like uh, 30, 40 feet. Damn. Yeah, so it, um, it, it was like you started in one room and then you had to go out because it wasn't a giant room, but you had to go out into the hallway and then like kind of come back. So I, I would say maybe 20, 30 feet, anywhere from 20 so, to 40 feet. You know, I mean, I, I can understand, you know, you're carrying heavy stuff, but like, mm-hmm. what is the walking back walk part for? What is like, the, oh, um, so that simulates, so basically um, all of this is simulating like on an ambulance, we have to pick up um, our defib, our kits, um, and like the actual patient. Um, and then the walking backwards is supposed to simulate when you're holding the stretcher Um, because one person is on one side of the stretcher and one person is on on the other. And most of the time, you want to face each other. Um, So one person does kind of hold with two hands and walk backwards. Um, So, yeah. Oh, yeah, because when I was like, ah, why don't you just turn the back and then look at where you're going? Why do you have to look at each other then? Like, you Well, know, well, it's person? not, it's just that they, like, sorry, not look at each other. You just want to have two hands on the stretcher. So, yeah, you you can, <laughs> obviously, you're not just walking backwards without looking back. You can, like, look back to make sure you're not going to, like, run into anything. But they want you to have two hands on the stretcher at all times because you never know, like, people's driveways. They could have a pothole or something like that. And so you want to always have two hands on the stretcher to have control of the stretcher. Yeah. Here's my here's my trick for that though. Is it allowed to for you to turn around and then kind of hold it like you know with your back to the other person or your back you, to the stretcher? You can, but like they would prefer like like the proper way to do it is to look like to hold it and because because you have more control again if you're facing the stretcher if something were to yeah. tip versus if you have that your arms slip behind off. us yeah. if they tip like yeah it can be catastrophic and and the, the stretcher is very high up so if you have a patient on the stretcher and it tips it like it's not going to be good so. <laughs> yeah. yeah you don't want that on you no like this person you... probably is coming out with like a broken leg right, or like they're right. having a heart attack and then all of a right. sudden you drop them on the stretcher like that would be terrible <laughs> <laughs> okay so you do this fitness test right mm-hmm. and then and then you pass and that's it then yeah. you're in 
well, yeah. So once you do the interview, if you pass the interview, you do the fitness, you do the, all that stuff you, you pass. And then you have to like, make sure your shots are up to date, get the criminal record check. Like I well, said, what shots? Cause like, uh, like vaccines know. and stuff. So because, oh, right, 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 make sure there that... was no COVID then. Wait, so that means you guys have your thing now, right? Some, like you have your... some paramedics do, some don't. Um, it, it's kind of like uh, the whole process, I think, has been a learning curve, especially for like the Nova Scotia government and stuff. Uh, and like we're not, uh, EHS is not a part of um, the Nova Scotia Health Authority. We're a separate entity. So they were making oh. sure that the hospital staff, uh, like ER nurses, ICU nurses, people directly um, dealing with COVID patients and like, uh, the nursing homes, which got hit hard that first time, that first wave, they were making sure they were all done. And so then, um, from what I understand, again, like, I, I don't know all the back end stuff, like our company was in talks with, um, the Nova Scotia government and the health authority who were in charge of the vaccines. And then when they got all the logistics sorted, they offered it to us. Um, but there's like 1300 paramedics in Nova Scotia. It's a lot of people to try to organize a vaccine for mm -hmm. so but luckily yes i i have mine uh, and majority of us i think now have ours there's a few people who are still getting theirs now but like i said 1300 people is a lot of people to try to organize a right so for. ehs is just a it's like its own entity i don't know what i thought it was a government owned thing no so um EHS is owned by Medivy Blue Cross, which is the insurance company that provides like medical. Oh, insurance. those guys! Yeah, so they they own yeah, it. Um, so from them. from from what I understand, when paramedicine first became like a thing, because it's all, it's still a new profession. Like it only has been a thing for the last like 30, 40 years. Um, it, and so like, there's been a lot of kinks worked out and all that sort of stuff. So back when it first became a thing, um, the government decided to basically contract it out to Medivy. Um, and so they provide Medivy with a certain amount of money each year, but like basically they don't do all the admin and the logistics and they're not really responsible for it as much as from what I understand. Again, like I don't know all the ins and outs of the company, mm -hmm. um, but no, we're not um, oh, like we're not um, government employees or anything like that. All right, cool. So so you get in, you know, you mm -hmm. do the thing, you get in. What's a typical day in med uh, paramedicals, paramedic school like? So you do classroom for six months. Um, in the initial early days, um, so we did Monday to Friday. I think it was like eight to four. Um, and a lot of it in the beginning was like a lot of just information, PowerPoint slides, blah, 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 talking about the history of paramedicine and stuff like that. And then like when you get on a scene, like how to assess a scene, making sure you're safe, making sure you're wearing all the equipment, blah, blah, blah. And then eventually we get into the specific modules. There, I think there was like 12 modules. And then there's like um, uh, cardiology, um, respiratory, um, endocrinology, um, the, the GI system. So you go through each of the systems and, and you learn about like the biological and like chemical parts of of like how and the anatomy of the body and how things work and then you get into like okay when things go wrong like what do we do and uh and then slowly in the beginning like i said it's all classroom but then slowly they start integrating skills so like okay like how do you use um 
like uh, airway management um, equipment and then like how do you do an IV and how do you properly assess somebody and so we go from like all classroom to like classroom mixed with skills and then we go from that to doing scenarios so they would say like okay we're gonna act as if this is like a scenario you walk in what do you do and you have to talk everything out so you say like okay I walk in I look at the patient what does the patient look like and then they like explain the patient to you and then you start questioning you'll be like hi like what are we um like what's going on today and they'll be like oh I'm having a hard time breathing like okay like when did that start blah 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 what kind of medication are they on and then you're like okay um I'm going to check their vitals. All right, their oxygen's low. I'm going to give them some oxygen. And so you go from like classroom to like classroom and skills to like classroom skills and scenarios. And then near the end of the six months, it's pretty much skills and scenarios. And then it's just all scenarios, like just constantly drilling in like, okay, what do you do? How do you do it? Blah, blah, blah. And then you do, after you finish all that and you finish your final exams in classroom, you do a month in hospital. So you can kind of understand the hospital system. You do a what shift. What do you do in the hospital? So you do a shift. You do one shift at a nursing home to just kind of get the idea of how the nursing homes work and what they do there. Then you do um, one shift in uh, um, at, like in a surgery unit. So you get to watch some surgeries being done. Nothing crazy. All I got to see when I did my surgery day was um, shoulder scopes. So that's when they kind of like cut um, part of your arm and they slide a little camera in and they see like maybe why your shoulder hasn't been working well and and I got to I literally got to see on the camera all this like frayed muscle tissue and so that frayed muscle tissue is probably what's causing pain and stuff so they would go in and they would like cut the frayed tissue off um that way that's no longer just like hanging about in their like um synovial fluid that's a lot of medical jargon <laughs> right right <laughs> and then um after the surgery day you do a day in icu see what that's like because we we do take a lot of patients to and from icu units and then you do three full rotations in the er because obviously we are like th that's the most important we deal with what's the a full ER. rotation so that would be four four days on four days off uh two days and two night shifts. So you do two days, two night shifts, and then have four. So you follow a nurse while you're there. What time What time is the night shift? It depends by hospital. Um, I did mine at Truro Hospital. Um, and I think that the shifts were seven to seven there. So I did seven to seven, two days, and then seven to seven, two nights. And then, like I said, I was following that nurse's rotation. So then we do four off and then we come back for four and do four off. And so you do three full rotations of that. You know what you've been like, cause you know, we, when we met you in Halifax, then you had to go to this place and that place. Yeah. And now you did something in Truro. Do they like have a place for you guys to stay or you have to take care of all that yourself? Um, it, yeah, cause technically like you signed up for this program, like you, you, so when, when you're in school, you can, um, put in, uh, options of where you would like to go. So like my first pick at the time was Halifax, um, for doing my ride time on the trucks and doing my hospital time. And then my second pick, I believe was like Valley, 
my second and third pick, I think I put as Valley and Truro because in the Valley, I have family and in Truro, my brother actually lives in Truro. So I stayed with my brother while I was in Truro. So you put in options and they do take into account that, but where the school, like I said, is separate from the Nova Scotia Health Authority, they're trying to kind of like work that out. They also have to find nurses um, and, and, paramedics who are willing to let you tag along um with them because like again like and as a student anything I did was technically their responsibility because I don't have a medical license yet but they do so if I did something and I did it wrong under their guidance like that falls back onto them so it's definitely something that they have to like think of um from what I understand they do get points towards re-registration because we have to re-register our license every year so by taking a student you get like points towards your re-registration and stuff how um, many points do you need so, yeah, to re-register so i uh to re-register every year uh, i don't know what the nurses are because theirs is totally separate but as a paramedic every year we need 80 points to re-register our license so you have to continually do education to make sure you're not like you know that you're up to date on all the newest stuff that you're not just kind of like sitting around like because med- right, medicine right, medicine right, changes right. all the time so all right um so you know just something came to mind right one of the scenarios you or actually the one you described the patient is awake you know awake they know what is happening mm-hmm. is there ever a scenario while you're still in school where you're going then the person is unconscious and and you have to do stuff oh all the time yeah 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 god damn it like mm-hmm. um anyway so you finish this you do two roll then what yeah so so you do the hospital time for one month and then for the next three to four months sometimes it takes people a little longer to get like the what we call sign-offs you have like a list of all these things that you want to make sure that you're able to do um mm-hmm. so sometimes it can take people a little longer to get some of them because it's just random right you never know what kind of call you're gonna get um so we do uh like three to four months of uh on the job like following a paramedic on the trucks um and then you follow their rotation as well which is usually the four on four off two days two nights and you're just gonna be the two of you no 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 there's there's the two paramedics who normally work that truck and then you so there's technically three of you on one truck so on every truck is there always three people or is always two there's always two uh sometimes there's three if there's a student or if there's somebody returning to work like they've been off for a short-term disability or maternity leave or something that's usually the only time there's three oh okay anyway at what point do you start driving uh as a student you're not allowed to drive because uh no no like don't you do that i mean i asked the wrong question like at what Mm -hmm. point in your training do you actually start doing driving training is is that oh so when when we were when we were back in school like as students in the classroom and stuff they had um instructors come and bring um like an ambulance um and and they teach you how to drive um they do a full day of like driver's training and stuff like that and then um when you're out on the trucks you're not technically allowed to drive the trucks because you don't have like the the insurance from the company to drive the trucks and and also if all of a sudden you get like a code one call um like the the legit like licensed paramedics have to be driving to a code one call you can't have a student driving to it so so usually as a student you don't do any driving um except for when you're in the classroom Mm. at what point do you start driving uh like when you get hired all right. Okay. So, yeah. so you do all this stuff, mm-hmm. uh, and then um, I, I mean, there's just so many things to know. 
Yeah, there's well, lots. Well, <laughs> you finish school. Yeah. What is the hiring process like? Do you like? Is it guaranteed you get a job right out of school? No, no, it's not guaranteed. Um, you have to first go get your license. So you have to um, do a licensing exam, just like a doctor or a nurse. Anybody medical has to get a licensing. Uh, has to get a med like a license. Um, so I had to do this big test, this big exam that had like 200, and, I think it was somewhere between 200 and 250 questions. Um, and then when you pass that, you technically have a license. Um, and then once, um, you have your license, you can apply to be hired. So the hiring process, again, you have to have all the paperwork in order. You have to have the proof that you have all those shots, your criminal record check, um, your um, fitness test uh, paper saying that you passed that fitness test. Oh and, um, and then you do an interview as well. And then you do what's called OSCEs. Um, so those are like those scenarios that we were doing in class. You do a bunch of those. Um, but this time, like you don't have like a teacher there to like help you out. Like th they're treating this as if like, this is a legit call. Like, what do you do? And then they mm -hmm. kind of like, you know, check off if, if you did everything right and stuff. And so you have to pass those. Um, mm -hmm. and I feel like there's like a third thing. Oh yeah. You have to do a driving test you, to make sure like, um, you, you go into an ambulance and they have pylons everywhere. And it's just like when you were in school, what you did in school and you have to, um, drive through the pylons and be able to back up and stuff. And so those are the three things that you have to pass in order to get hired. And so when you pass those things, then, then you get hired. <laughs> How nimble is that truck, though? Like, how easy is it easy to drive? When I when I first started driving it, it was definitely nerve wracking because I've only ever driven like uh, a car, um, which is a lot lower to the ground and a lot smaller, and my parents' SUV, which is still smaller. Um, so it was difficult at first to learn how to drive, but like um, I actually went and um, rented a U-Haul um, truck, which is similar size, and yeah, practiced true. in like an old walmart parking lot or something on a day that they were closed or oh. not closed not walmart i think it was it was somewhere over in like dartmouth crossing it was like a building that that wasn't being used or something and i and i practiced um driving it there to get more comfortable with it what are the things would you do in the test for the driving test for the driving test you have to like because because it's emulating like say that there's a call that's come in for like a, a house fire and usually like fire is very quick to respond to stuff like that so it's it's emulating like you're going down like a street and there's like three fire trucks parked right and you have to weave through the fire so the, there's pylons and you have to kind of weave through a couple of tight corners and then you have to be able to like go through um you have to snake through some pylons and then you have to snake backwards through the pylons and then you have what? to be able you have to be I able couldn't to do like... that with a car i couldn't do that with a car backwards like i hate reversing yeah wait does <laughs> it have like those cameras like the backup cameras in it um i can't remember i think at the time when i did my test we used an older um truck that I don't re I don't remember. I can't they wanted you to use your mirrors. So, um we used the mirrors um on the side. So, and then you had to back up like uh from the driver's point of view as if like you're backing up into a base basically. Mm -hmm. So, you have to um do like a left-sided like backup and then you have to do like a right-sided backup into into a small spot as if you're backing up into an ambulance base. And then like that's it. <laughs> 
But like the truck you are in now has the backup camera. Though. Yes, the ones that we have now do have <laughs> the backup cameras. I feel doing. like they did then too, but I can't. I can't really remember. But for the test, they just say you have to. Yeah, use your they want mirrors. they want you to be able to rely on the mirrors. Because... And then you you go back. I can't. I don't think I could do that even with a yeah. thing. Yeah, and because like, the thing is parking. too, in um in the winter time, right? Like most of the time, our backup cameras get um like uh, wet and you can't see through them or they're covered in snow. So so they don't want you to rely on the backup camera. They want to make sure yeah. that you know how to do it. And you're also sometimes doing it in like the dark and stuff. So there's like, yeah. Makes complete sense. So, oh my God. Uh, I'm sorry, I'm fascinated about this. Like, it's I'm okay, really, I totally You do totally so many understand. things, <laughs> but I'm just focusing on this thing. Cause to me, it's like, it's fascinating. Anyway. Mm-hmm. So, so you know, you finished this thing and then mm-hmm. you, you had to go to work in Liverpool. Yeah, so again... How was get... that for you, though, when they're like, oh, yeah, you know, Chelsea, you're going to Liverpool, blah, yeah, blah, Yeah, when, when you get hired, again, same thing. You can request certain areas, but, like, um, they're going to most likely send you where they need you most if they, if they can't fill that request. Like, um, when I got hired, they had, um, uh, they had enough paramedics in the central region in Halifax so they didn't need people there they needed people rural in the rural communities Mm. so I actually I got hired for Shelburne um, which is 40 minutes past Liverpool but I lived in Liverpool because uh, that's where I just ended up finding a place to stay Um, so I would uh, it, it definitely going from Halifax which has a population of like half a million people almost in the HRM to um Liverpool, which has like, uh, I think like just under 3,000 people, maybe like 2,700 people, roughly. Um, yeah, it was definitely not my fave. <laughs> not Did they have a Sobeys? They had a Sobeys and a Superstore, a McDonald's, oh, okay. a Dollarama. Um, oh, okay. And they had a couple gas stations. Uh, there was a really awesome German restaurant that I would go for brunch all the time because it was just so good. <laughs> what would you have when you get there? They had like a... Um, what if they had like a, a skillet breakfast that I would always get. Um, they just they had great food, and there was a cute little bakery that I would go get like this cranberry bread from. Um, <laughs> so there was there was little gems to be found, but I'm just not yeah. a small town person. I'm <laughs> I'm, I'm how a long city did you girl. have to stay there for? I was there for eleven months, almost a year. It was <gasps> just under. And a year. then like and then like how like what it calls every day. In, yeah, in yeah. Oh, yeah. There's calls town. every day, uh, no matter where you are. Like it's ve- like wow. you're not gonna you're not gonna get a day where you, you do nothing all day. Like yeah, this. you know, I keep thinking like you know, it's a small town. I mean, there's not much going you're on. You're covering there. a larger area though, right? Like in Halifax, you've got mm. multiple trucks here covering because it's such a densely populated area. Versus down there, it's not as populated, so they have like less trucks. But you're covering a larger area, so sometimes we'd get a call, and it would take us like anywhere between twenty and forty minutes just to get to the call because it was like so far out in like the backwoods area. Like 
um, there's places in Nova Scotia I never knew existed. <laughs> and then I'd be like, okay, it looks like this is a place. <laughs> Wait, so, I mean, I'm guessing you guys have like a GPS thing in there. Yeah, you just yeah sponge it tells into, us okay, where, cool. where to go. Uh, uh, a map. So when did you know you were going to move back to Halifax? I always knew, like I knew that going down there that I was going to um, try to transfer back up. Uh, you can transfer after, you can request, you can put in a request after six months. Um, so six, I, I got, I would have been down there in April, so I could have technically put a request in in October, but my, I was renting a room from another paramedic in his house and I was paying $4.50 for rent, um, and, uh, compared to coming back to the city. And I was also thinking, I was like, okay, it's like, it's October, it's fall. I was like, if I try to transfer now and go back up to the city, I'm going to be paying double if not triple in rent and it's winter time so it's not like anybody's people in Halifax stay in in the winter right like nobody's out doing stuff and so I was like you know what I'll just kind of stay here through the winter and I'll request for a transfer as soon as I can first of the year um, and that way I'll be back for like spring and summer Um, so I put in my transfer in January uh, of last year 2020 it got approved in February I moved back up for March 1st and then COVID happened. <laughs> Bow, that's what I was gonna say. I was like, I was like, I just spent eleven <laughs> months in isolation. Now, now you're telling me I gotta do it again, like. <laughs> um, but like, yeah, and then you moved, and then that happened. Mm-hmm. But like, what did what did you change for as a paramedic, though? Like nothing, I'm guessing. What was that story? Work wise, what did the pandemic change for you? Uh, the law, right at the beginning, like there was, we were getting emails like every day with like new policies and new protocols. And cause you know, um, like going into somebody's house beforehand, like all you had to make sure, uh, unless you had some reason to believe they had some kind of spreadable disease or whatever, all you would wear is like your gloves. That's it. Um, so now, uh, when we go into people's houses, um, initially, uh, like we would have to wear the masks. And then eventually it changed. So we would have to wear like face shields. And then we had to wear these like surgical gowns almost. Um, And then uh, afterwards, once kind of things got better, things died down, it went back down to just the masks. Then things were like, uh, they were like, oh, well, you know, like since it's like kind of uh, spread through droplets, like if someone coughs and it gets in your eye, like you get it Mm -hmm. that way. So then it went to like masks and shields. And then it... Like, it just, like, it was constantly changing. And right now, because we're in another wave, it's, like, everything. Full, full everything. Make sure everything's on. Both paramedics have to be wearing everything. Um, So things were constantly changing. We had to, like, our questioning when we first got to someone's house. Like, we couldn't walk into the house unless we asked them all the questions of, like, do you have a new or worsening cough? Do you have a runny nose? Do you have a sore throat? Have you been traveling? Uh, Blah, blah, blah. And then, like, when the bubble opened up, we no longer had to ask, like, have you been outside of Nova Scotia? It went to, like, have you been outside? of the bubble um and then again we we went back to like okay have you been outside of nova scotia and now it's like all right have you been uh and we'd also have to ask them have you been to any of the exposure sites and stuff so it it was it's constantly been changing for us um all the time like you always have to keep an eye on your emails to watch out for any new policies damn Mm -hmm. how are you handling it all though and like you know something um before you even did the paramedic thing mm-hmm. something that you did a lot on your instagram was like you had these captions so we're like 
talking about mental health and stuff. Mm-hmm. And I'm wondering, like, you know, doing what you're doing and some of the things, I can't even imagine what you've seen. Like, how do you handle that? How do you take <laughs> care of yourself, um, uh, like, your, physically and mentally? Yeah. Physically, I just try to, you know, make sure that I'm always, I don't always eat healthy, but I try to try to keep mindful of what I'm eating because, you know, sometimes at work, like, it can be hard uh, if you're working all the time uh, or, like, it's a really busy day and you're not getting much of a break and maybe you didn't pack a good lunch that day. So you stop at the gas station and you grab a bag of chips or something like that. I try to make sure that, like, all right, if I grab a bag of chips, like, make sure you grab a banana too or something like that because the gas stations luckily have some healthy snacks as well. Um, Um, So try to keep eye on that and like, and then on my days off, I try to make sure that I like get enough rest and, you know, go for, if I, if I can't work out, like go for a walk or or over the winter time when we did have things open, I was learning how to snowboard. So that was keeping me um, uh, fit and stuff. And then mentally wise, like uh, uh, I've been pretty lucky with the job that like uh, a lot of it, I can just leave at work. Um, uh, I kind of, you kind of have to, like, I kind of just dissociate myself from the situation and say, you know, like, obviously I feel very bad for whoever it is going through whatever they are. But I when, at the end of the day, when I leave, I'm like, not my family. That's a stranger has nothing to do with my personal life. That is just a part of the job. That is just like any other job, you know, filing somebody's taxes or, um, you know, like stocking the shelf, like that's all it is for me. Um, however, of course, you're going to get calls that hit you a little bit harder. And we mm-hmm. have like a really great um, peer support team and we have a phone number we can call. You can talk to another paramedic and you can kind of talk about what happened or why something's upsetting you. Um, mm-hmm. And then like I talk to my mom all the time, not about specifics because of confidentiality, but I'll just say, you know, I had a really hard day today or something like that. And we'll just like chit chat and, and she always makes me feel better. But, uh, but there's, there, I think there's only been like maybe like one time that a call like really upset me. And it was just because the person looked very similar to a family member of mine and, mm-hmm. and, uh, um, they actually looked like my brothers. <laughs> so like that, that one like really got to me and, and I ended up, you know, taking the next day off and talking to the peer support team and just, you know, um, uh, just kind of working that out that way. But, um, COVID kind of has put something totally different on it. Um, the other day I had like a little bit of a breakdown just because I was like, <laughs> uh, got upset. I'm like, I'm not going to see my family for, a while, even if Nova Scotia's cases go down and even if like things end up working out a little bit better, like unfortunately, like over the entire first wave of um, literally since last year when it first started, I'd never had a a positive confirmed positive patient. All of my patients were suspected, like maybe given what they told us, they they might have it. We don't know. But I never once got a call from Nova Scotia Public Health saying, hey, you were around a positive. However, like now with the second wave, I have been around positive patients, uh, even though I am vaccinated. 
Um, there's still so many variables. I could still carry it asymptomatically. Um, I've never had any issues with like my protective gear. I wear all my protective gear on every call. And, and so like, I've never had a breach. I, so I, I've never had a reason to worry that I could have been exposed, but like, I'm not willing to risk that because my family members are, my dad just got his first vaccine and my mom is getting hers, but only having one dose is not enough. And then my brother, uh, has small kids. He has a three-year-old and a uh, five-month-old, and so wow. like they're not giving vaccines to the kid like kids yet. Right, um, right, right, so right. like looking forward into the future, I'm like I have no clue when I'm gonna see anybody. So it's just Zoom and phone calls for with family. Yeah, yeah, right how, now. But I'm, how difficult is that for you though? It's it's difficult because like my family is like literally the most important thing to me. Um, uh, that's something you mentioned. Yeah, that's what yeah, I was yeah. You. I love my family so 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 much. We're all so close. And I mean, I'm sitting here and I'm saying all this, but like I'm very privileged. Like my family all lives in no Nova Scotia and Newfoundland. Like they don't live in like Ontario or BC where I, I actually cannot go visit them. So mm -hmm. I was like blessed last year and over the last year when we did have lower numbers that I could see them. Like last year when the bubble was open, I, I got to go to Newfoundland and see my, my real dad and my stepmom and my sister. Um, so like, like I don't want to take any of that for granted, but, um, but it's hard no matter what, like everyone's, situations are hard and uh, some people's are like technically worse than others but it's all relative so mm, mm, mm. Mm. okay so like you know just thinking of all these steps you have to jump through to become a paramedic and then the actual job itself mm -hmm. like is there an average shelf life for someone as a paramedic like um, not necessarily because there's lots of paramedics that um, that I have met through work and that I've worked with side by side with as partners who have been doing this job for 15 years, 20 years. Wow. Like they're literally retiring from this job. Um, that's not necessarily super, super common. Um, it, it is and it isn't. It kind of depends. There's lots of options. Um, you can like advance, go into, I'm a primary care paramedic. So um, you can become an advanced care paramedic and they do um, more procedure, like they can intubate somebody in the field. They can give narcotics like morphine and fentanyl for pain management. Like I can't do that. Um, but, um, and then you can go into flight medicine. You can become a supervisor. Um, flight medicine. Yeah. So, so that's like, uh, you know, the, the helicopter that picks people up. Oh. Yeah. So because, because medicine on the ground is completely different once you're in the air because of the altitude and the oxygen changes. Oh. And, and so, so there's a huge difference in that. So you can do that. Oh. So there's lots of options for people to have a full career. Um, yeah. Or you could stay as a primary care paramedic. And if you're happy with that, you could do that um, your whole career. Uh, so, so there are people who do stay in it. And then there's people who uh, do this and do something else. There's some people who are firefighters. Who, how would um, anyone do that? Like, how would you? Because <laughs> you imagine. can, you can do like, um, like a, as a casual paramedic, you can just say oh. like, I'm, I'm only available like for these, like for four shifts a month or something like that. And so they're full time firefighters, but they still keep their license and work on the trucks every so yeah, often gotcha. enough enough to maintain employment and maintain a license. So some people do that, or some people, you know, do it for a few years and then do something else. Oh. 
Yeah. Oh my god. You know, I had a lot of things I wanted to talk to you about. And now I'm figuring out that I need to have you to come back. But I'm not gonna let you go this time without talking about your TikTok. Cause that's like yeah. the like it's so interesting to me because like you have all this part where you know okay how to keep people alive but then you have this part where you do the craziest things the one that i liked was the gay one do you, do you know the there's one? a lot of gay ones on there oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> pretty much all of my content is about being gay <laughs> okay so it's it's like i'm th- like you're a 13 year old girl and you're like someone said you're gay like no you're like and no no, no i'm not gay and then these, you see all the cartoon characters all the cartoon that, characters well, impossible and, and all of them yeah, are yeah. Like, yeah, and you're like okay, never mind yeah. i am gay <laughs> <laughs> so um uh yeah why did you decide to start a tiktok and like how much you know i guess planning goes into making your videos so i started tiktok actually back when i was in the south shore and like um say i didn't have enough days off in a row to like come up to the city and see my friends or go visit my family like maybe i just had like one evening in between shifts and and this was back when like tiktok was uh i think like it used to be musically and then it switched Mm. over to like tiktok um and i was seeing a little bit more of it here and there and i was like okay like i'll check it out and so i got it and uh and if if anyone actually took the time to scroll through the fucking thousands of videos that i have on there and go back to the very beginning the videos i did in the beginning were so bad like quality was bad (laughs) transition was bad everything was just like and then like i had an older phone back then so the quality of the camera wasn't that good anyways so like um but yeah I just like started doing them on my days off when I was bored and I had nothing else to do down Mm. there maybe it wasn't a nice day I couldn't like go hike or something and so I'd started doing them down there and it was all trial and error and and I just kind of like every so often one video would kind of like blow up a little bit and when I say blow up I'm like I'm not talking like there's some people whose videos blow up and they get like millions of views like my video would like blow up and get like 20,000 views and I'd be like oh my god this is so sweet like I'm, I'm going viral or something like that and I would yeah. and you would get these spurts of like I went from like just like a couple hundred followers to like a couple thousand then all of a sudden I was sitting at like 10,000 and then I took a lot of work, took a lot of work, took seemed like forever. And then all of a sudden I was at 20,000. And all of a sudden I was at 50. And then I was like stagnant at like between 50 and 70. And I felt like it took forever, took forever. And then finally I got to like 100K. And now <laughs> I think I'm uh, I'm up to 220K at the moment. Nice. But it, it, it took like, uh, I think this September will be two years that I've been on TikTok. So mm-hmm. it took like, it's taken a year and a half, almost two years to get to the point I'm at right now. So, um, wow. so yeah, yeah, I just continued mean- with it and, and it's fun. Like I, I, like I enjoy doing it. It makes me laugh and, and I can be like on Instagram. I'm definitely more of like in the photos, like on my stories. I don't, I don't care. I'll post whatever on my stories, but in my photos, it's a lot of like, a lot of ad placement, like a lot of working with brands, a lot of like edited photos, a lot of the like picture perfect. And in my stories, I, I try to still remain authentic and be like, hey guys, like here's me with no makeup on and blah, blah, blah. And here's me talking about mental health or here's me ranting about whatever. Um, but TikTok, I feel like is like my more goofy, like just do the things that I super enjoy. Mm. Um, so yeah. Um, and uh, with how long it takes to do a video, it 100% depends on the video some videos I can just like make in 30 seconds to a minute some videos if I'm like doing it over time or I'm like practicing something or I'm like doing my makeup 
could take a couple hours or a couple days. Wow. Well, Chelsea Rose, uh, <laughs> I, 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 okay, okay, I, I, I have to let you go, but but <laughs> I need to ask one more question now. Um, with all these things you do, you know, how when you have time for yourself, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and you're not making TikTok videos, how do you relax? Um, so like I said, over the winter, I was learning to snowboard and Mm. then, um, I've been trying to learn to like longboard skateboard. Um, I like to, now that the sun is starting to come out and it's warmer, uh, I got my motorcycle back out and like, honestly, just going for a long drive with some music playing on my motorcycle is so relaxing for me. Um, or I'll like stay home and binge watch some TV um yeah those are like what shows are you watching oh my god that was supposed to be the last one well really what shows are you watching (laughs) well right now i feel like i've watched everything i feel like i don't have a show (laughs) to watch there is um this show on disney plus that i i have um i have been re like i i started it and i forgot that i had started it and so now i'm watching it again um let me just quickly check and I'll be able to tell you. It's a really cool show and it's like the, the these people have this weird incident that happens where they get like a flash forward um, and they see a little piece of their future. That's actually what the show is called, Flash Forward. That's the show, yeah, Flash <laughs> yeah. Forward. Yeah, I've Flash seen it. Forward. So that's what I'm and watching. When he started, right now. they all passed out or something, right? Yeah, they the the first episode, they all pass out and they randomly get like yeah. a little vision of their future, uh, like just a couple minutes into their future of yeah. of. Uh, in six months time and so they're trying to like figure out like why did this happen what does this mean blah 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 and so that's what i'm watching right now um i was yeah it's good and i was watching um the circle on on netflix i find that one yeah everyone is watching that one i don't i don't (laughs) yeah i like reality tv here and there i don't like like real housewives do you know what you should watch on netflix is called i can't remember the name but it's about these asians Mm mm-hmm I'll find it and send it to you, but it's oh, about oh, these I've... really, really rich Asians in Hollywood. I have seen some of that. I haven't seen it all yet, but I saw like, I the like first it. two episodes. <laughs> I like that yeah. one. I like that I like, one. The, I like those ones as well. Yeah. <laughs> and then I watched like Big Brother Canada and Survivor and stuff like that. But um, yeah, I just, I, I kind of watch everything. Comedy shows, <laughs> reality shows. <laughs> Oh man, Chelsea! You know what? Like I said, seriously, I'm gonna reach out and have you come back because then we need to talk about how when we first talking you, I think you were like at three thousand people on Instagram, but now you're (laughs) like at almost eleven or you know something thousand. Yeah, Yeah. I need to know how you bridge that gap because like (laughs) I just need to get to. 1600 that's it that's my goal when i get down black like, yes i've arrived I'm, I'm all good i'm done with instagram i've won yeah <laughs> thank I'm you definitely, so I'll definitely much come back. for giving me your time You're and welcome. also thank you for you know actually following your passion and doing what you want to do and showing that you know what man you could like go ahead get the degree but if it's not giving you what you want you can go ahead and do something else mm-hmm. yeah absolutely i think that the big thing everyone always thinks that your life has to follow like a timeline um and like I don't know where we came up with in our mind like these timelines of like finish high school go to school get an education uh find someone get married have kids and then you're like sitting around and you're looking at your friends and you're looking at your peers and you're like I'm not on their timeline like something's (laughs) wrong blah 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 Mm -hmm. like something's wrong with me I'm like 
there is no timeline. <laughs> like, nobody in life has this perfect, down pat, amazing life timeline, whatever. You are literally on your own timeline. Um, mm. So mm. My, my, one of my favorite sayings is, comparison is the thief of joy. Oh, okay. I'm gonna steal that. I like that. I like that because it's true. Once, like you know, if you start comparing, you'll never be satisfied. Exactly. Yeah. Comparison is the thief of time. I'll type that down. All right, the Chelsea. Thief of joy. Thank thief you of so joy. much for coming. Uh, say it again. Say it again. Com comparison is the thief of joy. The thief of joy. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Hmm. I like that. <laughs> Okay, yeah, I literally typed it down. Seriously, <laughs> thank you for coming to the sanctuary and thank you for giving me so much of your time. You're I'll welcome. reach out to have you come back because mm -hmm. there's so much to talk about. I just made this one about one section of your life and you have so many layers. Yes, <laughs> so many. <laughs> All right, thank you. Have a good one. You too, you too.